man by the name of Jack May. He's actually the richest man in Asia. He's worth about $39 billion, if you can get your mind around that. Uh, amen. He runs one of the largest companies in China. But it said he wasn't always a genius who instantly created this amazing uh, company, but his life was full of rejection, of one rejection after another. His whole life he spent, uh, uh, he applied to 30 different jobs, including everything from the police department to KFC, rejected, rejected, rejected. Uh, he applied and was denied 10 times to a major uh, university, so... Uh, this man has something to say to you and I. But after discovering the Internet in the 1990s, he understood the possibilities that exist. He wanted to create several companies online, uh, and uh, 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 all the rejection that he previously faced was put behind. Uh, it goes on to say, if Jack had listened to others, he would have accepted all the rejection and lived in mediocrity. Instead, he kept going, built an incredible business, and that impacts millions of lives today. Now, we don't know his name today, but I've been in China. You mentioned that name in China, everybody knows it. Everybody perks up because they know this man. Uh, again, he wasn't the, the brightest, most educated, uh, but he was uh, come from the bottom like they were. I was thinking about the owner of Starbucks, Howard uh, Swartz. Uh, everyone around the world knows Starbucks, right? Most of us go there. It's one of the most recognizable symbols in the world besides McDonald's and uh, uh, Superman. But it didn't, he didn't start out easy. Uh, it was with much perseverance. Uh, uh, Howard Schwartz, uh, amen, went to over 200 banks actually starting his business, was rejected, rejected, rejected. Uh, finally, he convinced a, uh, uh, a doctor and two other successful men to invest 400000 uh, dollars, and he started what we know as Starbucks today. But today, uh, Starbucks has 137,000 employees around the world. They have 16,850 stores in 40 countries in the world. Starbucks are starting a new store, two new stores every day. So I want to preach on perseverance this morning. Because here's two men uh, that could have quit, could have failed, rejected, had a heart. But because they persevered, they have something to say today. Because they persevered, uh, uh, amen, a lot of people are blessed today. Never giving up or never give up, no matter how hard it seems, Howard Schwartz says. Let's go to our text, Luke chapter 5, because this is a story of perseverance as well. Start verse 17. Now, it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judah, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man that was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said to the man, Your sin are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blaspheme? Who can forgive sin but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, uh, Why are you reasoning in your heart? Which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise up and 
walk, but that you may know the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, uh, and go to your house. Immediately arose up before them, took uh, up what he had been lying on, and departed and went to his own house, glorifying God. They were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things or great things today. Let's pray. Father, I'm asking you today, God, let there be a special blessing. God, let there be an anointing, a grace of God. Uh, Upon this sermon, God, I have no confidence in this flesh, but I have great confidence in your word, the power of your spirit. I'm asking you, God, to touch every heart, touch every life, minister by your blood and grace in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're taking notes, uh, Jesus, the only answer this morning. I mean, life is filled with problems that are bigger than we are. If you've lived life at all, you know that's true. Life is filled with problems that are bigger than we are. Whether that's sickness, financial difficulties, mental stresses, marriage issues, uh, family turmoil, careers. Uh, again, if you're over 30 years old, you can say amen, amen, amen. Because if you're over 30, you face many problems uh, that we didn't have any answers for. Uh, many times we, we didn't have any, but the blessing side of problems is they can cause us uh, to seek Jesus and to cry out to God. How many's been there? Uh, Matthew, or Mark chapter 5, verse 25 says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things by many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better. Many of us have been there. But rather grew worse when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him uh, in the crowd and touched his garment for she said if I only touch his clothes I may be made or I, w- I shall be made well immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up she fell in her body that she had been healed of her affliction so here's a lady in her desperate situation she's been all of her money going to the doctor she's no better she grew worse uh, but she hears about Jesus she's convinced he's the answer she reached out and touched him. She's immediately healed. Luke chapter 7, uh, or, or, or Matthew chapter 9. Uh, when Jesus departed from there, so two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him and said to him, uh, Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And they were... Their eyes were open. So here's another incident. Uh, they have no answers. Problem is bigger than them, bigger than doctors. But they hear, and being blind even, uh, they find their way to the house. They find themselves in before Jesus, uh, and Jesus touches them. Luke 7, sometimes problems bring God to us. So now it happened that Jesus went to the city called Nan, and many of his disciples went with him in a large crowd, and when he came near the gate of the city, behold, the dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, for she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. So he that was dead set up and began to speak, and he presented him to his mother. So here's some... Uh, things that are bigger than you and I. How many know uh, sickness and death is bigger than you and I, but when you involve Jesus, amen, he is the answer to the problem. In our text here, 
said, Men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, uh, whom they sought to bring and lay before Jesus. Uh, so sometimes it takes someone else to step in. A friend, a co-worker, family member to bring uh, you to Jesus where you can get help. Uh, most of us, amen, didn't come to church on our own. Somebody come and told us, listen, uh, God's doing some powerful things. Uh, he's willing to forgive you, do a miracle in your life. And we came in uh, because a friend or somebody cared about us. Maybe you're here today because of a problem. Life is going uh, not well for you. Maybe you're surrounded by troubles and hardship. Uh, or maybe it's a friend, a co-worker that recognized your problem to so come to church. Right? Come to church. Uh, Jesus can help you come to church. God has an answer for your life. So wh wh whatever reason you're here, thank God you're here because the answer is in Jesus. In our text, it said this man was paralyzed. You can't get much worse than that in life. He's at the bottom of the worst. He's paralyzed, uh, meaning a part of his body or his body fully is incapable of movement. Uh, uh, I see people... You know, like this, your heart breaks for them. Uh, because we may have some bad days, we may have difficult days, but these folks are paralyzed. And this man is probably completely paralyzed. Uh, and thank God for men, uh, or thank God that this man had some friends that knew Jesus, one. Uh, and two, they cared enough about him to bring him to Jesus. And then one, they, 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 you know, they were good friends. And two, uh, hey, I'm going to get you before God. You know, paralyzed doesn't just have to do with the physical body, though. I know people whose minds have paralysis. They're confused. Uh, they're tormented. They're stressed. How many of those people like that? Others have marriages that are incapable. They're because of uh, violations and mistrust. Uh, their marriage is left with much trouble. So this is not just a physical problem, but people come to the house of God that desperately need miracles in many areas. So whatever the reason you're here this morning, Jesus is the answer. You know, when you come to Jesus, we see in our text, we must come with a willingness to hear and receive, right? In our text, it says, Jesus was teaching Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judah, and Jerusalem, and the power of God was present to heal them. Think about what that says. Uh, they, they've come from everywhere and the presence of God was, was there to heal them. So the presence of God was there. Uh, amen. That meant many of them needed to be healed. Uh, the Bible said they come from every village and town from Galilee, Judah, and Jerusalem. Meaning uh, many of these have traveled maybe days to get to this meeting. Maybe it was a uh, broadcast, you know, having a healing crusade next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, but they knew about it. They're traveling from all these places and, and they get there and the Bible said the power of God is present to heal them. God knows they're going to be there. Uh, the, God knows everything uh, and God is waiting to heal them. Uh, but they must come willing to hear and receive. In our text, when Jesus began to minister to a man, that need to be saved and healed. He said, Jesus said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven. You rise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose up uh, before them, took up his bed that was lying on, departed from their house. And remember what I said, when you come to the house of God, to Jesus, you need to be 
willing to hear and receive, but these, uh, uh, these so the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sin but God alone? Think about the setting there. God is there ready to heal them. Uh, the present God is there to heal them specifically, the Bible says. Uh, but they didn't come to the willing heart. They didn't come willing to hear or receive. Matter of fact, they, they're picking the sermon apart. Uh, and the Bible says they left still bound, still sick, messed up, tormented. Uh, because when they should have been listening and receiving, uh, in their spirit they're arguing. Who is this guy? Right? So we don't want to be in church like that, do we? Let's look at our, our need for faith this morning. We have a need for faith. Faith simply says, I'm going to trust God. Look at our scripture. It says, Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before Jesus. Their faith simply said, I'm going to believe God. If I can get this man to church, God will do the rest. Uh, and f we need faith to live for God. It takes faith to get from God. These men had faith. Uh, and we're going to get him before God. We know that faith has challenges. Faith always faces challenges said when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd how I many know our faith has challenges it's not always i believe god in a miracle i know there's challenges uh, to our faith that we're going to have to work through the bible said faith, faith always finds a way though they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling in the midst before jesus so when somebody's filled with faith they're in the right place when somebody's filled with faith, amen, that's going to get them where they need to be, uh, amen, it's going to get them through the difficulties, the, the, the resistance of the crowd, uh, and it's going to get them before God, because God always honors faith. But let's look at the problem. One of the problems today is many people have reduced faith to an emotion. Emotion is a feeling or a mood. Those that reduce faith to an emotion see the crowd as rejection uh, or the people that don't care. Now, if they had just, uh, again, I've seen this many times where uh, people have reduced faith to an emotion. Uh, uh, God doesn't move immediately and it's, well, God doesn't want to heal me. If there's any resistance at all, it's rejection or the church doesn't care or God doesn't uh, care. So it's all uh, God's rejecting me. You know, I've seen this before. People that quit church or quit living for God say things like that church or people don't care. What they're really saying is I've lost faith. What they're really saying is I've just got emotional. Uh, I've lost faith. And uh, Amen. But, so we don't want to uh, reduce faith this morning to an emotion because then we're in trouble. When it comes to church, uh, uh, you know, let me say when you're coming uh, if you're coming to church based on emotions, listen, you're going to get offended. Because we're all flesh and blood, aren't we? It's impossible, Jesus said, to live life without offenses. At some point, you're going to step on somebody's toe. At some point, you're going to bump into somebody. You're going to do something, uh, and there's offenses. But if, you're, if, if your whole Christian life's on emotions, uh, well, you know, they stepped on my toe, whatever, I'm leaving church, whatever. Uh, uh, but if it's faith. If it's faith, amen, you, you push through. Uh, they push through the crowd. They work through the difficulties. They got before God. Uh, and we have a need for faith today. But again, as I said, uh, uh, many people in our generation has 
uh, trade of faith for emotion. So if they don't have an emotional high in church or emotional fix, uh, somehow there's a problem. But if you're going to live for God, faith is required. So I said faith is not an emotion. Faith is perseverance, though. Imagine the difficulty of getting this man on the roof. Think for me a moment. Uh, they didn't have a forklift back then. These were four men probably, maybe three or four men. They're carrying their friend uh, uh, to a crusade, to a healing crusade. They're, they're probably two on the front, two on the back. They're carrying this man. They get there. The crowd won't let them through. There's probably hundreds of people. They can't put so got But imagine getting this man on the roof. And once they get him on the roof, uh, tearing away the tile and then lowering him down uh, before Jesus. They had to get ropes. They had to get ladders. They had to get all this stuff. But that's what faith does. Faith perseveres. Faith always uh, looks. I'm not quitting. I'm getting before God. And that's faith. And that's the need today. So faith is not an emotion, uh, but it's perseverance. And one of the problems with our generation is when it comes to God, people have not been taught perseverance. I talk to people today, they have not been taught perseverance uh, 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 when it comes to God. So if God doesn't answer their prayer right away, they quit believing. Uh, if and if there's any resistance, they think God doesn't want to help them. Because we, we're not taught uh, any perseverance in our generation. I, I see people, kids that are growing up, they don't understand. Hey, you have to fight for some things. You have to keep laboring, you, you know, you have to, on a job, you have to just keep working and working and working if you're going to pay the bills over some time. You can't just quit because things are tough. Uh, but people come to church like this sometimes uh, without understanding what faith is, and faith is perseverance. Just more understanding on this. James chapter 1. James says, My brother, count all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testings of your faith or the provings of your faith produces patience or perseverance. Go back to our text. These men uh, uh, brought, that brought their paralyzed friend to Jesus had been through some trials. They've not only been through some trials, but uh, through the trials they've learned to persevere. Uh, they've learned uh, we're not quitting, we're not giving up because things aren't going right. That's what James says. Uh, amen. As you Go through these trials and count all joy because it's building some perseverance in you. Uh, so these four friends that brought this man to church had some perseverance in them. They've went through some things. Uh, and as they went through things, they kept their feet to the fire and lived for God. Uh, they know that we're, we're not going to quit through a difficult time. We know if we can get you before God, uh, a miracle is going to happen. And they persevered. They kept pushing. Uh, that's what faith is. They didn't get offended when the crowd didn't want to let them through. They didn't quit when getting their friend would mean a lot of hard work getting him to the roof. James goes on to say, I'm paraphrasing here, when you've learned perseverance, you are complete and lacking nothing. Listen, so many times, in, or so many things in life requires perseverance. Think for me for a moment. So many things in life requires perseverance. Uh, we talk about marriage. Well, marriage requires perseverance. If you're like me, I, I wasn't married a week, man. Me and my wife were... We weren't saved, so the gloves were really on. My wife's a fighter. and, uh, and But we had to learn how to persevere through some things. 
when I got saved, when we got saved, me and my wife, uh, we had to learn, listen, uh, uh, this ain't just an immediate fix here. Uh, we're going to have to work through things. We have to learn each other, work through some, uh, you know, each other's personalities, work through some uh, things together and make this marriage strong. You have to persevere. We've been married 35 or 36 years, not because it's been easy, but it's simply because we're committed to persevering through. And so marriage takes perseverance. Ministry takes perseverance. Uh, um, people that have a strong ministry, been in ministry for a while, they t- I can guarantee you they persevered through some things. If you build any kind of ministry, if you make any kind of impact for God, uh, uh, there's some years and there's some uh, perseverance in that. Giving cause, uh, takes perseverance. I don't know the devil's going to challenge your giving. You pay, I don't know, you pay your, your tithe in and you fall short in your rent. I've been there. I pay my tithe, give my offerings, I'm short of my rent. Uh, I have to persevere through this. Am I going to quit uh, and not tithe and give offerings or am I going to just work it out, believe God? Uh, and then my wife, when we got saved 34 years ago, we said, we're going to persevere through this. We're not going to cheat God. We're not going to back up, but we're going to work through this. And But it's taken some time, but we've worked through it. Uh, and now it's easy. Uh, we, we, you know, it's, it's a piece of cake because we persevered. We persevered. You know, miracles take perseverance. I don't know, sometimes you don't get healed, right? You get prayed for. And I thank God when we do, they are great miracles, but there's sometimes you have to persevere. You have to, uh, you know, go through some things and keep believing God, uh, and the healing comes. There's a difference between miracles and healing. Uh, sometimes people get immediately healed. Uh, sometimes it comes later. But you have to persevere. I'm going to keep believing God. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to, uh, you're not giving up and quitting on it. Our Christian life takes perseverance. Not easy sometimes, is it? Being a Christian when everybody else is doing their thing. And you've got to stand to be a Christian. But as you persevere, you get strength. Relationships among each other take time, don't it? It takes perseverance. How many of you have had some relationships in here? You've had to persevere through some things. We're not mad at each other. Hate each other. We just had to persevere through some things. Come on. It's part of life. You say amen or oh my. <laughs> Work takes perseverance. If you're going to do anything on your job and go on it, you have to persevere. So we understand, listen, when, when uh, Jesus is talking about faith, uh, he's talking about perseverance. So when you come in the house of God and you hear the word of God, you're listening, uh, amen, to God. To the word of God is going to take some perseverance. So here's some men. Uh, again, they're carrying their crippled friend to Jesus, and they understood. Listen, uh, uh, there's going to be some resistance to the crowd. We're not letting you in. Uh, this is my seat. Come on, ask somebody to give up their seat in church. <laughs> this is my seat. I got here early for. I ain't giving it up. That's how it was there, amen. Uh, so they had to persevere through that. They had to not get mad. I'm leaving church. Them, them guys don't care about nothing. Carrying back home. Uh, they said, you know what? Uh, we're going to find another way here. And imagine today, I mean, getting a ladder, going up on the roof, and all the noise. It had to be <sighs> tearing. You know, I don't know if they had sleds here. I don't know how, what they had. But they take this roof apart, and all of a sudden, Jesus is preaching. This guy comes before him. took some perseverance there. 
Many people say, hey, shut up up there. Quit it. You're making noise. Uh, Jesus is trying to preach. Uh, who knows what all is being said? But they persevered uh, and thank God because their friend got healed. You know, James says without perseverance, you're not going to be complete and you're always going to be lacking. Think about that. Without perseverance in your spirit, in your life, you're never going to be complete and you're always going to be lacking. How many Christians today are lacking simply because they don't persevere? How many Christians, marriages, ministries are not complete today simply because they're not persevering? Thomas Edison said, if you fail, learn from it and keep moving forward. A guy named Tony Robbins, I believe his name, said, don't change the goal, change the approach. You know, sometimes we just have to back up and look at, okay, let me do this then. But don't give up, don't quit. Uh, because, listen, you never learn this, this valuable thing. Uh, if we're going to live for God, if we're going to stay married, if we're going to stay in ministry, we're going to keep doing something for God. We have to learn this thing called perseverance. Without learning it, there's always going to be a lack. We're always going to be incomplete. So look lastly here at the heroes of our text here. The heroes of our text are these three men that wouldn't give up. Many times we always look at the miracle and say, that's the, that's the hero. That's not really the, the hero here of our text. The heroes of our text are these men that refuse to give up. We thank God for the miracle but a church wouldn't have miracles. We didn't have people that were here. Uh, if we didn't have the people here, uh, many times the, the, those that need to be healed wouldn't be here. So it's because of these men, the miracle happened. Listen to what Jesus said. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to him. Uh, when Jesus seen the faith of these men, uh, their perseverance and their, their unwillingness to quit, uh, uh, when Jesus seen their faith, he said to the man, uh, your sins are forgiven, rise up, uh, take up your bed and go home. But it was their faith. It wasn't his. He's laying there sick and paralyzed. Uh, he don't know what in the world's happened. His friends brought him in. Uh, God's going to uh, meet with you. God's gonna... It was their faith. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to him. So the heroes of this church are the men and women that have been through the fire, and in the fire they continue and remain faithful. It's not that we avoid, uh, it's not that we never go through things, but we go through things and keep our feet, to the, we keep our feet planted. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're in the fire, uh, but they're walking around. Jesus is there with them. That's the heroes of this congregation. It's because men and women uh, have learned perseverance. Uh, we have revival today because the people in this church have perseverance. Uh, we're seeing people saved, seeing the church grow, seeing miracles. Uh, it's because of people in this church that have perseverance in them, uh, and everything else is happening. People that have learned to persevere don't need special attention. Listen to me without getting mad at me. People that have learned perseverance don't need special attention. Listen, these men who are texted all the work. They got the man there. They uncovered the roof. They lowered their friend before Jesus. Their joy, their satisfaction was just seeing the miracle. Their joy is just seeing the man uh, uh, being restored here. The word persevere means continuing a course of action even in the face of difficulty with little or no uh, 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 prospect or possibilities or likelihood of success. 
In our text are these men, we don't even know their names. We just know there were men there that cared enough about a friend uh, to bring him before God. Uh, and, and they get him before God, they uncover a roof, they let him down before Jesus with no guarantees. There was no guarantee he was going to get healed that day. But they simply had some faith. We're going to give you the presence of God. We're going to see what God will do. Uh, they went through all of that. Uh, they get him put and, and with no guarantees because that's what perseverance is. Mesh, have you learned perseverance? Have you learned to persevere in your marriage? Have you learned to persevere in your giving, friendships in the church? You're believing God for a miracle, a friend. Have you learned to persevere? The hope of others lie in the hands of those that know how to persevere. Think about this man. His whole hope of a changed life, him ever being healed, him ever doing anything, lies in the hands of some men that have learned how to persevere. How many people count on you and I? They keep going, persevere, work it through. The greatest words that God can ever speak over our lives when Jesus saw their faith. Remember the greatest words Jesus spoke to them and when Jesus saw their faith. The greatest words that can ever be spoken when Jesus sees your faith. When Jesus sees your faith and because of your faith, uh, other things are triggered and the supernatural. This man is healed. Uh, not only healed, but this, we're talking about a changed life here. This man that couldn't walk, had no life. In those days, there's no disability, no social security there. There's no, nothing, uh, government assistance. Uh, when you're uh, uh, crippled back then, they laid you at the city gate, uh, and by chance, some people come by and throw some, uh, some food at you, some money. That's how you survive. But for this man to be healed, this man to have his legs and his body able to go out and work and labor, uh, it changed his whole life. All that came because some men said, we're going to persevere. The greatest words can ever be said about you when Jesus said, I saw their faith. Can Jesus say it about you? When Jesus sees your life, is there a perseverance? Jesus said, because of your faith here. Because of your faith, I can do other things. Because of your faith, I'm going to do other things. There's people here you've been praying, God, use my life. When you have perseverance, he can. Without that, he can't. Think about how important this is. Again, faith is not emotions. If people replace it with emotions, that's what gets a lot of people in trouble spiritually because... It's a feeling. Well, I feel God's going to move. I feel, I feel, I feel. Well, it's good to feel God. I ain't, I ain't lying to you. I love when I come in and I feel the presence of God, but if I went on feelings, I'd be pretty jacked up sometimes. Come on. But because faith is not a feeling. Faith is a decision to persevere. I'm a, I am today... Oh, I'm going to be this tomorrow or the next day. And I'm not quitting, not giving up, not throwing in the towel. I'm a persevere. Again, because of people in this congregation, because you have perseverance, 
God's able to do everything else. Let me close here. Life is filled with problems. You ain't going to live one day without, maybe two or three days without hitting a problem. Sometimes they're big problems. That's life. But problems cause us to cry out to God. How many times in your problem, oh, God help me. God move in my marriage. God move in my finances. God help me make right decisions because problems bring us to the Lord. Thank God for that. Sometimes uh, problems bring Jesus to us as we've seen. So we have a need of faith in the church. Faith, again, faith not emotion. Uh, imagine all these Pharisees and scribes, teachers of the law, the presence of God was there to heal them that day, but because of all, it was all emotions, they all left the same way they came, all messed up. So when we come to church, we have to be willing to hear and listen, receive, and lastly, the hero of our text, the heroes of our text, are these have learned to persevere. If you're going to be a hero in the kingdom of God, you have to learn how to persevere. And anybody can do that. You have to have all the special talents and abilities. All. Man, when I first started preaching, I stuttered so much. I was, I was going to quit so many times. Uh, and my pastor just keep going, keep going, keep going, believe God. And today, I, I hardly ever stutter. But it's through perseverance. There's some of you, you can look back at your ministry and, and, and different things where you just wanted to quit and give up, but thank God you didn't. Let's persevere. Let's bow our heads this morning. I'll get every high.